is closed The echoes fill your soul They won't say which way to go Just trust your heart To find what you're here for Open another door I'm not sure anymore It's just so song because it it's from high school musical three but it talks about kind of like being pulled in many different directions which is something that i think we all relate to and um especially now more than ever that we have so many influences out there um so i, I really love it searching, searching. Sometimes we uh, kind of uh, get distracted with the noise and everything like that. So I wanted to talk about a little bit about noise and um, kind of the uh, I, I went to a, a Elevation Worship concert this past week and um, in Chicago. And the uh, pastor, Stephen Furtick, was was has been uh, talking about this verse in the Bible. It's, um, it comes from Mark 5 <coughs> um, with uh, Jairus and. Um, the little girl, his his daughter that had died, um, and and when Jesus went in there and said this girl is not dead, she's only sleeping. Uh, but here here's Mark five. Um, scripture says it a lot better than I do. Uh, Mark five thirty seven. Jesus did not let anyone go with him except Peter and the two brothers James and John. They went home with Jairus and saw people crying and making a lot of noise. Then Jesus went inside and said to them, Why are you crying and carrying on like this? The child isn't dead. She is just asleep. But the people laughed at him. After Jesus had sent them all out of the house, he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples and went to where she was. He took the 12-year-old girl by the hand and said, Talitha, come, which means little girl, get up. The girl got right up and started walking around. Everyone was greatly surprised. Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Then he said, give her something to eat. My pastor joked and said that he said, give her a sandwich. Anyway, um, 
So I, I, to me, I think Bible verses speak to people differently. And, and to me, this, what, what really stood out for me is that he sent them all out of the house. He sent them all out of the house. That noise inside our heads that comes from social media, that comes from friends, that comes from, it's just noise, right? And it's, it's clouding our own hearts, the goodness in our hearts sometimes. Sometimes it's good noise, but some, most of the time we just listen to all the, it's all negativity, right? Sometimes you just got to say, hey, noise, get out of here, get out of here. Um, so I wanted to share that with you and, um, and share that song with you. But today um, I'm doing a series that I, I'm st- I started, I said, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And I, I want to uh, thank Sean Michael O'Donnell for coming on and uh, speaking with, with me. Um, over his own experience with faith and his sexuality and everything like that. Um, but I'm starting this new series, and for anyone out there who's listening, if you want to, I did not know Sean, um, and I, it was great meeting him this morning. If you want to come on here and, and speak, um, like I said last week, come on here. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So Sean came on um, and and shared his experience um, and I'm calling this series Connecting with the Community, Connecting with the Community. So it's our first time, um, our first episode of this series, right? Um, and Sean Michael O'Donnell came on, so I wanted to share him, his story, um, and we're gonna write, we're just going to go right into it. So thank you again for listening. Here's the first episode, Connecting with the Community, with Sean Michael O'Donnell. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Can you hear me just fine? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I think I set it up right then. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of that. Um, this thing is recording already. Uh, I'm just recording from the get go here, so that I don't okay. lose any audio and we don't have to do this two times in a row or anything like that. But um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing yeah. this. Of course um thanks for thanks for having me for sure for sure so um i was just going through some stuff i guess let's start off by by just this, telling us a bit about yourself well um i'm a currently uh i'm a teacher um in the chicagoland area i'm 40 uh 45 going on 46 you look super month. young by the way <laughs> you oh, wait what you look super young by the way Oh, I wish. <laughs> you do not look like you're in your mid forties. Uh, well, that's thank you. <laughs> um, what else? Gosh, uh, yeah. I currently, like I said, I'm teaching. Okay. Um, what do you teach, by the way? Biology. Okay. Oh, that, that I hated, hated science growing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Have you I've always taught, taught pretty, biology, or have you taught always? Different always okay. seventeen years. So, um, a long time. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's all. 17 years. That's a long time. Are you, yes. um, are you thinking about retirement anytime soon or are you staying in the, uh, teaching system for a while? I have probably about 10 more years and then, uh, I will be done. So, um, hoping, you know, mid fifties, I could be, I could be done and, you know, doing something else. Right. <laughs> Full um, pension. So there's, I've, I've got one, one friend in particular that comes to mind. Um, she's actually, she went into the teaching profession. 
she's quitting. You know, she's in her mid twenties because it's very, very exhausting. Um, yes. What do you do? You have any suggestion? Any suggestions? Any recommendations for anyone that's going into that field or that's still in that field right now to I don't know keep them encouraged or or hopeful in in, in what they're doing? Oh boy. Um... You know, honestly, I think it's it's who you uh, who you develop relationships with um, in the building and in the district, and how you know getting being able to talk to your colleagues and and having that relationship piece with them that's kind of kept me you know refreshed, mm-hmm. and obviously taking your breaks, taking you know um, doing stuff for yourself. Um, you know, don't, you know, I, I, I don't teach summer school. And, and the reason is, is, I mean, it's, there's burnout, you know, mm-hmm. you, I understand that people need money, but, um, you know, I, I encourage teachers to take that time to refresh because, you know, the, the biggest thing with teaching is you're constantly giving of yourself, mm-hmm. um, emotionally, physic, you know, like everything, it's not just a, you know, sitting behind a desk type job at all. And so um, there's a lot of things that go into it, a lot of change and, and, and just doing a lot of professional development for yourself helps as well. So all right. um, it, it is a very difficult profession right now. Um, and a lot of people are, are leaving, you know, a lot of people my age are leaving. Mm-hmm. So um, they've just really can't handle it um and can't handle the change and so and and i'm sure the the pandemic obviously did not help right i mean curveball yeah. huge curveball thrown at everybody yeah, yeah. um ha, so. do you think social media has influenced kids behavior you know oh oh yeah 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 uh their phones we can't compete can't compete mm-hmm. um bottom line uh, you know, if you're allowed to have your phone in school, um, you know, they're going to play with their phones Mm -hmm. and, and, um, there's, (laughs) you just can't compete with that. Right. Um, so you have to be a better, uh, goofier, you know, let me get your attention up in front. So they're not looking at their phone. You got to be you an know? entertainer, so, a teacher, an yeah. entertainer and a counselor and yeah. all sorts counselor, of titles. Yeah. Parent. Parent. Yeah. It's yep. just, it's insane. So you've seen, because you've seen in your 17, 17 years, right? 17 mm-hmm. years, the growth of social media and how it's oh. impacted students' lives. And I feel uh, I'm in law enforcement. I'm not sure if you know that, but I'm in law enforcement. So uh, one tip that, and I've only been doing it for five years. One thing that I've learned is y- you kind of do what you can. People are being pulled in so many different directions nowadays that yeah. you can't just try to solve every single one of their problems, you know, and during one call or one session or whatever it may be. Um, so you do what you can and you kind of, you just can't get overwhelmed about, about, solving something you have no control over basically correct so correct. tough profession but thank you for what you do it's thank you it's it's uh it's a good thing 17 years strong and you know you got 10 more years so uh sean the, michael 
O'Donnell, right? Am I saying that right? You are. Sean you are Michael O'Donnell. Are you, yeah. is that Irish or what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My name is Irish, but Irish. I'm actually Italian, Irish, French, Spanish, and uh, Jewish. Italian. Okay. Yeah. Have you been to Italy? Have I been there? No, yeah. no. I wish, but not yet. I want to go because I just, I envision myself going and just having this great feast of food. So I want to oh, go yeah. out there and just eat all day. Um, but you reached out to me and I really do appreciate you reaching out to me after you heard the uh, Good Friday message. I wrote it down so I didn't, so I didn't forget. It was stuck in a storm. Do you remember, mm-hmm. do you recall what exactly you took from that? Uh, what impacted you the most from that message? Oh, you know, this uh, struggle for me of being um, a gay Christian, um, you know, I really didn't get into that yet. But I mean, just that whole um, back and forth, not to the point where, I, you know, I spent 15 years in ex-gay therapy, whether it be reparative therapy or uh, a live-in program that I was in or, um, you know, countless hours of um, like really meditative worship prayer or Bible reading. Um, and, and none of that changed my sexuality. You know, none of that like... Right. <laughs> There was nothing that, uh, um, none of that changed that. But, and so when it didn't change, I kind of got stuck in the middle of, uh, like, how do I, um, how do I be a gay man and also be a Christian? And, you know, I couldn't, I, I, until this day, sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to do it, what right. to do, you know, what does that mean to me? What does it look like in my life? And um, I guess, so that's the storm, you know, right now is, is how do I. It's a tough thing I, to navigate. It's a tough, tough thing to navigate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, for me personally, and I, I don't know if you, if you connect with this too, but um, the way that I've been, uh, kind of um, describing it is by saying that, you know, when I came out to my mom, the reaction wasn't very positive. Um, In fact, it was negative. She said, you know, this is Satan speaking. Um, And I love my mom and I I get so much good from her. Um, But I've always, I, the way I describe it is these, you know, in that moment, I do believe that my mom was misrepresenting faith, misrepresenting, um, spirituality, Christianity, um, mm. because I do believe God is a message of love. Um, so did you, did you grow up in a church? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in a, uh, non-denominational charismatic, uh, spirit filled church. And, um, did you ever come out to your parents or did you ever have to go through that? Oh yeah. Uh, I was 18 the first time I came out mm-hmm. and then, then I, you know, it wasn't very, uh, wasn't really a clean, like coming out. And so I just kind of never talked about it after that. Would and, you uh, like to describe what happened? Are you comfortable going into that? Oh yeah. Um, 
you know, my parents were, uh, at the time they were really, uh, I would say non-practicing Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started going to a church through a friend <laughs> who, uh, not unfortunately, but at the same time was the guy that like I first kind of fell in love with. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and we had a relationship for a while. Um, so I guess, ironically, I guess it's the word I was trying to look for. Um, so my parents didn't really understand what, you know, what you were going through, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, cause they didn't, you know, they never forced, I mean, they, they took me to church, obviously. Right. Um, you know, they made me go when they went, but it wasn't until later on in life to where they got actually more religious. Um, it's actually diff- more difficult now because of where they're at than it was when I was 18. Um, they didn't quite understand why I wanted to go to change myself. Um but at the same time knew that I needed to, you know, do whatever I needed to do to be happy. <laughs> so. You did say that your life was, uh, you called it a, a big, depressed, anxious mess. And I think a lot of people, have, I felt that way before, where I'm just depressed. I just, I'm lonely. I didn't, and it's, it's almost, for me, it was so subconscious. I didn't even know what I was in until I, you know looking back I was like man I was really lonely and kind of sad and depressed um because of this subconscious shame that I was just caring about being gay and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but that's you described it that way and I thought that was that was a great way of describing it um yeah and do you feel do you feel like you're out of that do you feel do you feel like you're working yourself out of that or or yeah i feel like i'm working myself out of it do i feel like i'm out of it no not yet i think the insecurities Um, come and for me too they resurface all the time yeah all the time yeah i i struggle to find a balance and really figure out what god wants um from me i've had very very unique experiences with God um, and, and, you know, things that have happened where, um, you know, he's spoken to me audibly. (laughs) Um, And that also being confirmed like later on, you know, just weird things that you don't think would normally happen. And so, um, You know, I know God loves me, but how do I, I don't know if I'm at a place to be with, you know, a church or, you know, do stuff like that. Like, it's kind of just in my life personally, you know, but I don't, you know, I even have a hard time still reading the Bible, Mm. you know? Um, Why is that? I think because of growing up with it being used so much as a weapon as opposed to a book that 
you know, God inspired and, you know, more about, you know, love as opposed to, um, you know, the things they used it for. Right. And I think growing up, a lot of people tend to focus on the negative part of the Bible. I've said this to my mom, and I think I said this in the in the podcast, too. She didn't like what I had to say, honestly. But, but I said, Mom, now, the Bible wasn't, you know, Jesus didn't take pen and paper. God didn't take pen and paper and wrote the Bible. He, they didn't write the, the book, right? It was the disciples, I believe. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Michael, but it was the disciples and the apostles that, you know, took pen and paper and were writing down the things, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, they're they're imperfect people, the people who wrote the Bible. Uh, and I said, would you agree with that, Mom? She said, yes, they're imperfect people. So it'd be logical to say that the Bible is an imperfect, it's a beautiful book, fantastic book, but it's imperfect because it was written by imperfect people. You know, mm-hmm. messages got lost in translation and everything like that. I do think it's imperfect. You know, one of my friends said, earlier this week that it contradicts itself um sometimes and i said it it does and we need to i think we need to recognize the imperfections of it um but also recognize the beauty of it you know Mm -hmm. um and 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 search for that found um that foundational message within it Mm -hmm. um which i think is a message of love um for me personally i think it's is a message of hope faith and love um, and spreading hope, faith, and love in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I learn something new about the Bible almost every single day. If I go and read a verse or a story or, or something, it speaks to people differently. Um, I've got another question for you. You mentioned you, you, you had experiences where you heard an audible voice from God. Are you mm-hmm. comfortable sharing any of those experiences or that experience? Yeah, I uh, I was laying next to a guy. I was uh, uh, someone who I was dating, and it was in the middle of the night. And I heard my name being called out. And uh, we were both really fast asleep. I looked over, looked over at him. He's sleeping. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Um, didn't think anything of it after that. But it was kind of strange. So then uh, a week later, um, somebody at the church I was going to at the time came up to me and said, hey, I think God has this verse for you and wants to share it with you. And it was Isaiah 43, 1, which says, for I have called you by name and you are mine. And, you know, at the time, I really didn't put the two to two together. But then shortly after, I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy, you know, because this is just what happened. And I was wondering why. You know, I had heard my name being called out in the middle of the night. And then this lady comes up to me with this Bible verse Mm. um, that says exactly that, you know, I'm calling out your name, you know, that you're mine. Right. Um, So it was very, yeah, that was, that was the experience. I mean, it's still hard to like fathom, you know, and I don't. Um, but it's part of my story, right? Right. So I can't deny it didn't happen. Right. Did that, uh, experience bring any sort of validation to you saying, okay, this is, this is who I am. And, and he called me by name 
and I'm, I'm gay and, and that's okay. Did it bring that sort of validation to your life? Not till recently as I've begun to um, really take a dive into this again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is um, resurfacing, I guess, and, and helping. Mm-hmm. Now it is, you know. So, yes, <laughs> to answer your question, is it um, the whole piece about that God loves me uh, stepping in and kind of taking root in a interesting way through this topic? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. powerful. And I, I mean, this is completely new to me, too. Um, like, I, I just started kind of... Um, kind of rediscovering my faith, you know, if you will, um, through this podcast and and um, I, I I always had that uh, that like faith. I always that that belief in theory, you know, like I, I call it belief in theory. You kind of believe in God. You say thank you, God, um, but you don't, you know, it it's not a, a you know one one of those hardcore beliefs. Um, and then recently, I also had an experience. And that's when my kind of my life had been validated. And I said, uh, the verse that came to me was, I created you in my own image, you know, mm. and that gave me validation. Um, and then um, after that, just being um, able to see kind of um, I had a I had an experience where I had a minor concussion. And from what I remember from that entire experience, um, the I remember a black background with the word love in it. Um, so to me, it gave me huge validation um, of who I was and, or who I am um, and, and helped me kind of um, rediscover my faith. Mm. Uh, but mm. I'm, still, I'm still learning a lot, you know. I'm still learning a whole lot about it. Um, you mentioned also, <laughs> something that comes to mind is the, the grinder message. Um, last week, what, what, you know, uh, do you remember exactly what I said that, that you related to or connected with? Um, gosh, just the, uh, (laughs) I was thinking about having a segment called God, God and grinder. (laughs) God and grinder. Yeah. How does God feel about grinder? I don't know Uh, the answer to that. I can only give you my opinion, you know? Yeah, I would same. I, I I would. My opinion is that I don't think he finds it very, you know, good. Right. But and and why is know, that? Why is that in your head though? Let me ask you that. I think it's just because of. It's not that it's guys doing it. I just think it's because it's a, a lustful act mm. of non-committed men that are just seeking out a fake idea of what love is Mm, like i love that yeah yeah so i just uh, you know i don't um i don't think people get on there because they think they're going to find you know their husband Mm -hmm. uh you know it's (laughs) men are highly already sexualized and then you put two men together and it gets more highly sexualized so i you know, I think it doesn't fulfill, I think, God's purpose for our lives. You know, like, right. I know that 
I want in my life to be in a committed and monogamous relationship that I can fall in love with the guy and be married to him. And we have a a great life together, Mm. but you know, so I find it as fake. I think that's what God sees it as fake and a cheap imitation. And I think it's not reality. I I agree with you. And I mean, I was going on there for the longest time to, to seek some sort of validation. And I think the, uh, the, I would say the, the, the sin almost comes from not the having sex with another man, but me seeking validation from people. Uh, right. Instead of going to him and saying, you know, hey, I, I'm I'm good the way I am. I love myself. So I didn't love myself. That's where the sin is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find that love for myself within other people and with, you know, with, with kind of like rating my sex or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I kind of I realized that and I said, well, that's not if I continue to go on there to seek some sort of validation for myself right. that's not that's not okay i, I don't love no. myself at that point um so yeah now i'm still on it. i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna sit here and preach oh don't get on grinder <laughs> i am on grinder okay <laughs> it's still interesting hey. right i get it <laughs> um and sex is fun for me but um i'm definitely being more careful with it and it's tempting mm. though i'm not gonna sit here and preach and not not give you the reality it's very tempting yeah. um but anyway, let's talk about relationships. Have you ever been in a, because that's something I'm working on. Have you ever been in a long-term relationship with another man? Um, yeah, I've been in a couple. Not to the point where it's been long enough, I guess is what, you know, I, I get into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, I just, I want it to happen naturally and not forced and you know sometimes i i i chat with a lot of guys like i chat with them online and you know it it sounds great the idea the the they or you know person i go out on a date with you know it's great but then um you know it seems like they don't want to put in the work (laughs) so uh which hey that's part of it you know like if you want to do you really want to be in a relationship do you really want to try this out or do you want to just yeah so that's where i'm at right now Uh, i feel like i'm finding these guys that are just um that first of all either move too fast Mm. or move way too slow (laughs) so (laughs) there's no there's no there's no like in between yeah (laughs) yeah like you know so um have i been in one longer i mean the longest one i was in was like two years oh that's Um, pretty significant that's a that's a long one right there yeah yeah so but that was it (laughs) most of them have been you know four months how'd you three months how'd you meet the one um uh that you the, the the relationship that you were in for two years how'd you meet the other guy uh where did we meet was it via grinder there's no shame in it if it's grinder it's grinder honestly i can't remember if it was grinder i'm trying to think was it grinder i think we did meet on grinder and then we just we didn't 
like hook up or anything uh-huh. you know it was just like we started talking and chatting and then one time he invited me over and um you know kind of developed from there okay. um so but that was uh God, that was 20 i think we ended in 2018 so okay so kind of recently right mm-hmm. um have you tried hinge that's where where I'm at. I'm on Hinge and I'm on Grinder. Uh, I have not tried Hinge. I've been actually using Facebook Marketplace lately, or not Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Are you luring people in with your no. uh, with your items? <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Uh, the Facebook dating one. <laughs> oh, okay. How is that? Is that any good? Um, I don't know. I, there's been a couple of people I've been chatting with right now okay. recently, you know, so, um, we'll see like what happens, you know, I, I don't get too overly like, um, like excited at first because I've been hurt too much and I don't want to wear my heart on my sleeve anymore. So right. not that I'm not ground, like it's not that I'm guarded. I just, I, you know, take my time. So let me ask you this. Do you, do you envision yourself marrying a great guy, having a family, having kids and stuff like that? That I, mean, I would love that. Can you see that vision for yourself? Yes. Okay. So you can see that vision for yourself, believe in that vision and just let things happen. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do. It's hard to do easier said than done, but I'm like, yeah. you know what? I know there's a great guy out there for me. I know I'm going to have a great romantic life someday. I'm just going to lay back and see what happens. And I'll talk mm-hmm. to people and everything like that. And just kind of help me kind of uh, open up my heart, my mind and everything like that. Everything else. That yeah. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's ideally, I think what I, I, ideally I want, and I can hear from you that you want, and I hope that it comes, you know, um, that's all I can do is hope and, you know, walk through life and work on myself along the way until that does happen. Right. So, yeah, we, yeah. we, it, that's one thing that uh, I love that you said, because we all have work to do. Um, we all have, you know, things we can improve on and everything like that. So um, right. it's awesome when we can find somebody that is willing to help us improve and they have their own issues and they and insecurities and they can recognize that and they say listen we're both filled with insecurities let's help each other out and you know and solve these insecurities and grow in life so yeah that's really awesome yeah i i think uh so you know you know dating with other guys i think what happens is they they feel like they either need to be perfect or you know have all their shit together um and and before they come together like and i don't think that's realistic i think people have insecurities throughout their lives they're going to have problems and if you don't want to grow and deal with them together then really there's no reason to be in a relationship because none of us is perfect and we're all going to be non-perfect for the rest of our lives until we pass through this life so um you know I, i think you know noticing that you know there's all these things on grinder and all these um you know everybody puts a profile out of what they're looking for you know i want this you know <laughs> i don't know it's on it becomes painted in this rosy little picture uh in a, in a few sentences <laughs> and it's really not reality so 
Um, it takes work, it takes time, and you know. Yeah, I, I 100. No, I 100% agree. Like it, you know. Um, and that's kind of where I was too. Just kind of, this is what I want. Ba 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 boo boo boo. But now it's a, I I I've narrowed it down to three things. Um, love yourself. Have some sort of faith. I think. I think that's important to me. Have some sort of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. believe in, in the same God I believe. You can believe in the Oompa Loompas for all I care. But believe in something greater than you. Right. Um, love yourself, and then be able to love other people. Be right. able to love other people and accept other people. I think those are three top qualities I look for in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I used to have a separate list. You know, have a six pack muscle. <laughs> Yeah, that right. very specific. Now it's just you know what? Uh, let me you know. Anyway, Sean I Michael agree. O'Donnell, thank you so much for joining us and for coming on the podcast and everything. Yeah, thank you. You're invited anytime. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, oh, I want to send you. Is there anything else that you you want to mention? Any any words of inspiration or anything you 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 wanted to come on here and, and speak about that we didn't talk about? You know, I just think, uh, you know, one one last thing here is that, um, you know, we do this together as, you know, people that struggle with our faith and our sexuality that we, you know, um, don't get lost, you know, and, and, and isolate, you know, do it, mm. walk it together, walk this life together because, and, and hang on to people that you get to find and know, um, who struggle with some of the same things because you know you can't do it on your own i love that yeah and and i think that's super important because um i think we become a community sometimes i i feel this is i haven't been in the community i'm not trying to judge or anything but from the outside looking in um, from someone who doesn't actively participate in a lot of things and i and i'm going to i want to start doing that i think we've become a community where it's like you either accept the community and or you accept faith and stuff and it doesn't have to be that way we can come together and be you know and 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 it's i don't blame the community i think i blame more more so i blame the people who have misrepresented faith and have pushed mm-hmm. us away from right. from god you know right. um but i love that we do need to come together and walk together i think uh, unity is very important yeah in our world it's very very important um, can I send you a coffee mug for coming on here? Oh yeah, of course. I don't have enough audience to pay you or anything, but I want to. <laughs> no, you don't need to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. I ordered these coffee mugs, and it's it just the, the. Um, oh, cool! Podcast. Would love that. Very, oh, I love that. It's very gay, but you know. Hey. But it says uh, that's okay. God's gay sub podcast. So I would love to mail you one of these. Um, if you definitely can, uh, shoot me a. Uh, message with your address or something and uh, yeah I'll, I'll dm you with a with my address perfect perfect and i'll send this out to you perfect all right sean thank you so much i hope you have a great rest of your week when does uh summer break start for you oh 29 day- well god what was the countdown 29 more school days i think so 29 more school is it may or june When's your last? Uh, we we go to June 9th, but we don't start till almost Labor Day. So, okay, perfect, nice. perfect. Yeah. So you're almost there. You're almost to the finish this year. Yeah, and then right. enjoy, enjoy the summer. Are you going anywhere? By the way, no, 
No, I will be here. I just bought a house in November, so I'll be. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. So I'll be staying home, (laughs) but just enjoying every day that the sun is shining and being outside. I love it. I love it. Is it still cold over in in Chicago? I was out there this Uh, week. It was cold. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's not been the best of springs. Let's put it that way. Um, You know, like. We've gotten some days where it's in the seven, like low seventies, but most of it has been in the sixties and fifties. So, um, and right now currently forty-five. So, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. I love my warm weather, but anyway, uh, yeah. Sean, thanks again for coming on. Uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah. Thanks, Tony. All right. Have a good Sunday. All right. All right. You too. Bye. God bless. Bye bye. I want to thank Sean for coming on and sharing his story. Um, I loved what he had to say there at the end, which is let's do this together. This is something that, um, I believe is a struggle for every person and to take this on alone is something that's impossible. You need God and you need other people. You can't, we can't alienate ourselves or isolate ourselves from, from the struggles of life. It's better when you share them with someone, get them out, and then they share them with you because you've realized you're not alone in what you do. Sean uh, shared uh, Isaiah 43, 1. Here's what uh, I put it up in the Bible app. Descendants of Jacob, I, the Lord, created you and formed your nation. Israel, don't be afraid. I have rescued you. I have called you by name. Now you belong to me. When you cross deep rivers, I will be with you, and you won't drown. When you walk through fire, you won't be burned or scorched by flames. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, the God who saves you. I gave up Egypt, Ethiopia, and the region of Seba, or Seba, I may be saying it wrong, that's okay, in exchange for you. To me, you are very dear, and I love you. That's why I gave up nations and people to rescue you. Don't be afraid, verse 5 says, I am with you from both east and west. I will bring you together. I will say to the north and to the south, free my sons and daughters. Let them return from distant lands. They are my people. I created each of them to bring honor to me. You are perfect the way you are because he's created you. You are perfect. There's no need to question it. ask you to uh share this and follow me on instagram my instagram is t gallo 395 at t g a l o 395 follow me on instagram help me share this podcast this message um thank you so much for listening i hope you have a great rest of your week and god bless you Rivers of tears flow from